1: Wow, buddy! You look healthy and happy.
0: Veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. That's why he developed Burns Pet Nutrition.
1: Hmm, maybe I should try some of your pet food myself. Okay, okay, I'll start with a salad.
0: For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition, available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: We've just a week to go now before we're live on stage with the new show, Cocaine Cowboys. Final tickets on sale from mcd.ie, our venues.
1: He started off obviously with Arsenal, then Sunderland, Celtic, so there was other clubs in between, went to Blackburn. And then you see his career starts to drift off. In January 2023, 20, he was arrested after police had stopped the car. He'd been charged with a number of driving offences on that occasion. They'd made a seizure of what they described at the time was suspected drugs worth 4,500, suspected to be cocaine.
0: I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld, in Ireland and across the globe. Former Republic of Ireland footballer Anthony Stokes is doing porridge in a Scottish jail after handing himself up to police after failing to appear in court to be sentenced for abusing his ex-partner by text. Stokes' father, John, owned the Players' Lounge pub when an attempt was made on the life of real IRA boss Alan Ryan there. The 35-year-old, once tipped as Ireland's greatest footballing hope, has had a chequered career and only recently got off a cocaine charge in Dublin after the substance he was caught with wasn't certified as the Class A drug by Forensic Science Ireland. Today, I'm talking to Niall Donald about the highs and lows of the life of Stokes, who was tipped for stardom, but who has ended up on football's scrap heap. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. You'll have to excuse my ignorance now, but Anthony Stokes, (laughs) like how famous a footballer is he?
1: Well, he is, he's probably become famous for all the wrong reasons. But if you go back um, to like 2005, 2004, he was like the really big hope for Irish football. I mean, he was one of these guys who was hyped up in advance that he was going to be, like he was going to be a world-class footballer. right? So like these, I know you don't know much about the old kicking the ball around. The I know, a little. Cage. But like these guys, like, you know, when the time they're 14, 15, 16, they get this chat around them that this guy is something special. And you have that already now, like with, with some young Irish players. yeah, Anthony Stokes was was really, really going to be, people believed he could be like world-class. And you see something like, even like Evan Ferguson, who's playing for Brighton now. I mean, people were talking about being a multi-mil, multi-million player. Yeah. However... It didn't no. really happen. So his father owned the Players' Lounge pub. His father owned the Players' Lounge pub. Um, you know, Anthony was actually uh, from his family are from the north inner city, but he was, he was he actually, I think he went to a, a school on on the south side, a very well-renowned, you know, con, I think it's a private school. Um school? It was Terenier College, Terrenier I College, think. Yeah. Yeah, Terenier College, um, as far as I know. But he was one of these guys who who, you know, very technically you know, good player. Liam, he was, he played for Arsenal as a young, a young uh, a teenager and people really had big hopes for him. He was under Liam Brady's, kind of, was looking after the youth team at that stage. Then he sort of fell into the wrong company, shall we say? Well, he fell into the wrong company Um he, he it didn't work out for him at Arsenal. He had a loan in, in Scottish football and then eventually moved to, Sel- to Sunderland and as he was being hyped up, then the other stories started coming out that he was kind of a, not so much a, a big drinker or partier, but just one of those people, I suppose that 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 doesn't have their head straight. Um, now, his father, uh, John Stokes, um, simultaneously, I suppose, was also hitting the media as Anthony Stokes was 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 hitting the big time because John Stokes owned the player uh, pub called the Players Lounge in in uh, Fairview. And the pub uh, was started becoming a known hangout, I suppose, for for distant Republicans. Um, John Stokes kind of embraced that image at the time as well. Um, if you remember, didn't he put up a, a sign saying the Queen wasn't welcome here and all of that kind of stuff? Um, but yeah, it so I so it mean became a meeting place for Alan Ryan and Co. It became a meeting, the, yeah, it, The real IRA tough boys, The real you. yeah. It became a very much the, the meeting place for them. Um, that it, you know, they as Alan Ryan, as people will remember, became kind of the head of the the Dublin Brigade of the the real IRA, and he had served time for IRA offences. Um, but when he got out, he kind of managed to bring a load of young men together, I suppose, and put a stamp on, you know, the, the 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 IRA were back, I suppose, the real IRA at the time. And part of that was hanging around in in the players lounge. Um, you know, he was also doing security on a number of doors. And um he started putting the squeeze, I suppose, on on drug dealers around the city, particularly in that kind of area. Which was the bigger
0: part of it. And he was very ambitious. He didn't just go for the small time dealers. He went for the big boys, too. Yeah. He went for the likes of Mick the Panda Kelly. He went for the likes of Mr. Big in yeah. Kulak. He demanded money from Eamon Kelly, the sort of the godfather of, of criminals at that point, who was the mentor to many. He went for them all.
1: Yeah. He went for them all, um, you know. I think it would cause a bit of a shock, like we know. Sherlock, we can hear it in the Regency trial. This kind of, uh, this kind of symbiotic relationship between dissident uh, Republicans and and drug dealing gangs. But Adam Ryan sort of smashed that consensus and just started demanding money off everybody, and in particular, he demanded money off people that had Republican connections, like Eamon Kelly, who who had been kind of half seen in himself an, as untouchable from that kind of thing. Yes, and who like spent his whole life. Life associating with Republican figures. Um, Another one of the people that he put the heavy the the lean on big time was a guy called Sean Hunt in Ballyfermot. Yes, I mean Sean Hunt was uh, not probably a member of the IRA. I don't know; they still don't publish their membership lists. But he was very much associated with 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 uh, the Provisional IRA and had been involved. Um, in cigarette smuggling in a very serious way, um, as at the IRA over over generations. Um, so Alan Ryan put the squeeze on him. Uh, Sean Hunt was, Hunt was
0: the, actually known as the smuggler; that was his nickname, yeah. and he, of course, had discovered um, a family of young uh, men in Ballyfermot who he had sort of mentored to become hitmen for hire, yep. the Wilson family, and he prided himself, I think, in sort of being their agent. Yeah. Such, and he would have uh, hired them out to various people. They were allowed to use his house in Spain as a for a cooling down period in the aftermath of the murders. I think he trained people up as well, Hunt himself, in the art, the skill of killing. And he was the wrong man to yeah. cross. I mean, Alan Ryan crossed many a wrong man, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. But Hunt really was because Hunt had... These sort of people at his beck and call in his in his back pocket.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, in after the squeeze was putting them, he hit back. I think there was there been a a, you know people that called out to his door or whatever. I don't know if there'd been a physical assault, but in response, um, he uh, Sean Hunt got the Wilsons basically to carry out a shooting, uh, attempted shooting on Alan Ryan in the player's lounge where he'd been periodically on the door. Um, Alan Wilson ultimately was involved. Um, John Wilson as well was was certainly involved. John Wilson was ultimately killed. Um, uh, shots had been fired. An absolutely innocent doorman had been hit, was very, very lucky to survive. And yeah, that, that pushed the player's lounge into the public attention in a way it hadn't been before as the reporting on this went on. Particularly obviously when you have somebody innocent like that caught up in the crossfire, it always generates that bit more publicity. Um and uh You know, um, and it came
0: back, of course, in twenty one when Wilson was before the courts. It did, and he was named then as a member of the Kinnahan crime gang. But he was jailed for ten years for his role in that plot to murder three men outside the players'
1: lounge. So it's a story that keeps coming back to haunt Anthony Stokes, isn't it? It it is. And John, John, look, in fairness, Anthony Stokes had nothing to do with it. But John Stokes, in the aftermath, he kind of embraced that that Alan Ryan. or Alan Ryan certainly, and him continued to to, to have that association in 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 the uh, players' lounge. Now, obviously, John Stokes was is a bar, is a pub owner and has nothing to do with with anything to do with dissident uh, Republican activity. However, they were associating uh, there in that pub. So, John Stoke became a kind of a figure, as I said. He put a bit when the Queen was, he can't even remember what year that was, and. Um, He put up a a, a poster, you know, she's not welcome in the players lounge, but ultimately um, Alan Ryan was shot dead. um, And after Alan Ryan was shot dead, again, it was a massive story in gangland terms um, because really at the time Alan Ryan was killed, he was the first uh, Republican figure, senior Republican figure to be taken out by a drugs gang. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at yeah, that.
0: Right. I'm laughing because he said he put up a poster. I'm looking at the picture yeah, of the player's yeah. lounge and the banner that covers the entire top of yeah. it. I mean, this is not a poster no. with a picture of the queen on each side and a red, yeah. you know, band. thing. No. officially barred from this pub. She and all her family yeah. are officially barred from yeah. this pub. And he was ordered in March of 2011 to take it down. Yeah. To yeah. remove it, yeah. to which Paul Kelly said to John Stokes, made him promise to remove the sign and not to erect another one. It yeah. was a 60 foot by 20 foot banner. It was. That's so, more than a poster.
1: Yeah. So look, John Stokes, I think he's spoken about his Republican leanings. Uh, obviously, there's a difference. People can be Republican. But I mean, that 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 association was there. Um, so obviously, then Alan Ryan was shot dead. Uh, it was a huge story in gangland terms, but it was also one of those stories that that, that captured the political imagination as well, partly because after his murder, there was a colour party carried out in his front garden. I mean, in a way, even more than the murder, this created political outrage because it was... You know, it was in the heart of Dublin. I mean, these things obviously had happened during the troubles in 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 the north. But what happened was, his coffin was brought out the front. Masked men appeared and fired a volley of shots over his coffin, um, and it sparked political outrage. And um, you know, peop- the the government were really really unhappy with this kind of open display of paramilitarism. So. Uh, Anthony Stokes at that stage was playing in Scotland, was playing in in in, in for Celtic, uh, doing very well actually at that stage and subsequently there was a memorial for Alan Ryan and um, it was held in Crumlin. We were actually there and we actually took photos outside it but we didn't actually get Anthony Stokes at the time. But it, there was a collection of dissident Republican figures from across the island came along to it and Anthony Stokes was attended. He posed for a social media picture, and that caused uh, kind of outrage in Scotland as well. Um, because obviously Celtic um, have been associated with, over the years, Republicanism, but they've, the club made a really, have made a really strong efforts to stamp out that association, just like Rangers have with with uh, loyalism. Um, so they wouldn't, they kick people out for IRA chants and things like that. So Anthony Soakes is forced to apologise. Um, and that or he was they asked him to They well he, I don't know if they actually forced him to apologise but they took him in and said this wasn't acceptable you know in subsequent years then um, Anthony Soaks I'm going to try and actually have a list of some of the clubs he went for Because so he started off obviously with Arsenal then Sunderland uh, Celtic so there was other clubs in between went to Blackburn and then you see his career starts to drift off. Is that because of his age now? Or No, what? no, it's not because of his age, because he's still a young man, but it just isn't happening for him. There's disciplinary issues, uh, people speak about him not taking direction from from managers, um, you know, relatively minor, but in football it just, it, he just didn't make it, and yeah. the clubs start dropping down, he played ultimately, um, he played in, in, in Greece, wasn't it? Um, he played in he ended up at one point, you know, in playing in Iran, which was, you know, a, a I sort imagine of, that's probably yeah. the last place you want to be playing. Yeah, those are huge crowds and football is very big. But <laughs> I mean, but, you know, if you consider where he's come from, from one of the brightest prospects yeah. in, in in the Premier League as a as a teenager, um, you know, it was it was a sort of fall from grace and. Um, Ultimately, he, he played for Ireland a number of times, but again, didn't didn't make the grade. And um, so he retired. And then there was a number of other incidents. Actually, I suppose another one of the examples of why clubs started to not want to touch him was in 2013. I don't know if you remember, he got in a fight with an Elvis impersonator in Temple Bar. Yeah, Now, a very serious uh, assault that the Elvis impersonator you know, he's, he's spoken subsequently to, to the Sunday World and many other papers. But he was really, really suffered a very, very serious assault again over nothing in a pub. And these sort of things, you know, it was terrible. His injuries were, were brutal, but it's also football clubs don't want to be associated with that. They don't want to touch people who are having these kinds of problems. Um, when Anthony Stokes retired, um, there was... A number of other issues were being spoken about, you know, privately and maybe um, less in the media. But again, he was at one point living in Scotland and um, a relationship he had been in had come to an end and, uh, you know, he had then, as it was described in court, gone on a, a sort of basically a campaign of abuse involving his ex with a series of uh, abusive text messages. Um, um, He'd been brought to court, he'd, uh, you know, he'd been convicted of that offence and um, in the aftermath then he, uh, she had gone back to court or gone back to the police, made another complaint saying that he continued to harass her Um he'd been ordered to appear in court but hadn't and in 2021 uh, an arrest warrant was issued for his arrest um, in Scotland. Um, you know in in the meantime he'd uh, in in Ireland he'd continued to be living in Dublin for the most part and in January 2023 20, he was arrested uh, in Dublin um after police had stopped the car um, he'd been charged with a number of uh, driving offenses on that occasion. Uh, including um you know not having I think not having in- insurance. But he'd also they made a seizure of four and a half. What they described at the time was uh suspected drugs worth four and a half thousand. Suspected to be cocaine. Suspected to be cocaine. He'd been brought to court and charged uh in relation for drugs for sale and supply. Uh, still a you know relatively small amount in the scheme of things, but enough to to hit that barrier. Um then and again, a lot for when you look back
0: at him and the promising career he has, you know, any sort of football or one-time promising or even currently caught at that level of cocaine. I mean, yeah. it's not like a tenner's worth.
1: No, no, it's it's definitely not. And of course, um, you know, I don't know what he would have been earning at the height of his career, but you would have been imagined, uh, you know, when he was playing for Sunderland or whatever, they signed him for two million, I think at the time, he probably would have been earning something like twenty. 20,000 a week. Yeah. Flat off, yeah. so a yeah. lot of money like. Yeah. Um but um ultimately that case came to court last
0: week. Last yeah, last 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 last, last month. Sorry, last month. Yeah. And um there had been a delay in the process of chemically basically examining the substance that is suspected of being cocaine. And as a result those charges were struck out.
1: They were struck out. So, I mean, it's like, do you, do you hear these things all the time? The police, you know, sometimes people just plead guilty, obviously. Um, but, you know, he had contested the case and he had asked for this to be, this the the, the seizure, the powder that was seized to be tested to prove it was cocaine. Um, the state has a problem with the forensic labs that they're overworked or whatever. They hadn't managed to do it. And so the case was struck out. Had they not managed to do it at all, or on time? Well, they hadn't. They hadn't managed to produce a certificate of analysis, right. and, and it goes back to, you know, obviously people are uh, innocent until proven guilty, and this was something that the state failed to provide. Um, so the case was struck out, and then we learned this week that he'd um, handed himself into Scotland in relation to the uh, the the warrant that was issued regarding the harassment of his ex. So he'd flown voluntarily to Scotland and handed himself in and that's where he is now. So he's going to be 30 days in prison there? 30 days in prison. um, And it is, I think he's still, he's 35 years old. uh, So I mean at the age of 35, um, well Ronaldo is nearly 40 and he's still playing. But there's plenty of other players in the Premier League. At the age of thirty-five, that are performing at a high level, people that are older as well. And um, you know, there's there's many many per- people, but Anthony Stokes, it's long gone, I suppose. Yeah. and it's it is a it's a it's a it's an incredible fall from grace, I would think. It's fair to say. Um, if you consider some of his contemporaries are probably still earning thirty, forty, fifty thousand even a week in the Premier League, would still be playing it well into their their mid thirties. You know, it's a, it is a sad a sad outcome. I think he's doing porridge. Yeah. Okay, Noel. Well, thank you very much. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld. dot com, produced by Ian Malaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free SundayWorld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro?